Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Berg CrossFit has taken a winding road in its life as a business, but it's a road that has led to success. With three locations, two in Florida and one in Ohio, owners Jen and Tony share in this interview how they came into the industry and have grown their gym through the years. However, the journey has had wrenches thrown in, from opening two new locations within 30 days of each other, to staff turnover, to landlord snafus, it's been a wild ride. But that hasn't stopped the business from launching its 45-minute BergFit offerings or the BergFuel Nutrition Program. There's also individual design programming in the works, and a partnership with a pelvic floor therapist has led to some creative seminars. So, whether it's opening new gyms or learning how to serve members in a pandemic, both Jen and Tony have learned that imperfect action is better than no action at all. As you listen to our conversation, try and pick up on where their brand is coming through, where their staff is shining, and why it's beneficial to know exactly who you are. Welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I am here with two very special guests. We've just chatted a little bit. I got to know them virtually, which is the reality in this day and age, but can you all go ahead and say hey to our listeners and just tell them who you are and where you're coming from? What's up, guys? Uh, this is Tony Vuis, uh, the owner of Bird CrossFit. We've got a couple locations here in Florida and one up in Ohio. And uh, we've been operating for about six and a half years, and I'm accompanied with my lovely wife, Jen Hudson. And uh, I run our nutrition business, um, Bird Fuel Nutrition, inside of our gym. And yeah, just uh, tag teaming it. Down here in uh, St. Pete, Florida. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. And interestingly enough, you're not the only affiliates I know that own a gym in Florida and Ohio. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to get there because I'm sure everyone heard that and was like, how did that happen? And I want (laughs) to know more too, but let's go ahead and just start. How'd you guys get into this industry? How'd you become business owners? I I don't, most people don't, you know, grow up being like, I want to own a gym. Some people do, but most don't. So how'd you guys come into this crazy industry that we're in? Yeah, so Jen and I are, uh, ironically, we're fine arts majors. So we met, we met in college from Ohio, uh, moved down here and always been kind of in the fitness area of, of enjoyment, I guess. So we started going to a CrossFit gym and uh, I got my L1. There was some controversy at that gym and, and we left and we kind of had uh, uh, the noon crew was our, was our crew. And I decided that Instead of instead of going to another affiliate, we would just kind of start a barbell club for the noon crew. And so we found actually my wife and, and my sister found that the space that we started in, which was uh, 1500 square feet and just a tiny little tiny little hole in the wall warehouse, just like uh, I'm sure a lot of gyms have started. Hot, hot warehouse. <laughs> Very hot. No, not not really any circulation whatsoever. <laughs> um, and we bought I think I had like. Fifteen thousand dollars to buy some equipment and uh we we got the bare bones i think my sister donated a rower as part of her like membership contribution (laughs) and uh everybody contributed yeah we just were like a break-even kind of let's just have a spot to work out and that evolved into people um wanting to come and bring their friends and and, uh 
I was a, uh, at that time I was a full-time tattoo artist and uh, my wife was doing an internship at a, a clay company down here and working, working at a, a few restaurants and uh, we were just kind of hustling and working out and that's, that's the start of it. Um, mm. From there, we were, we were lucky to kind of uh, grow within the space we were in. We were kind of in a, ironically, we're back in the building that we started in. It was a very weird transformation there, I'll explain, but uh, it was a 4,500 square foot building and it, it was just a wall that you could move back as we rented more space. And so as, as we grew, or as the opportunity came and the, the tenants behind us, behind the wall, left we would we would move back so over a two-year period we had moved back to almost the whole building there was one tenant in the very back that never wanted to leave um we, we wanted him to leave but he never left and uh so we just kept moving this wall back and we had about 3500 square feet i was um still tattooing pretty much full time and uh in between classes and yeah so uh, nights <laughs> from the noon the noon to the evening classes i had like a four hour stint three hour or whatever that was and i would tattoo my clients in between there and then on saturday and sunday I'd tattoo all day and come back and start over on the week um and uh so the two-year mark we got we got uh, a lucky little stint and three doors down a building on the corner came available and it was three times the size and i was like there's no way we can afford this but it was a very scary jump yeah and and i I inquired about it because I knew the guy that owned it. I had actually done CrossFit with him when I first started, and his son, I knew him as well. I had tattooed him. It was it was weird connection. So um talked to him about it and it ended up being like very reasonably priced and close to what we were already paying. So we took the jump and at that point we went from thirty five hundred to um ten thousand square feet. And that was two thirds of that building. And then we ended up taking that whole building over, which was thirteen thousand total. So we had a really big facility and 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 the goal was to buy the building and, and to move on from there. Um, so we stayed there till uh, this past November. And uh, the building got sold out from underneath us. The, the owner of that building was kind of, as we grew, he saw a lot of potential in charging us more and uh, raised the price of the, the purchase price of the building three times on us. And finally I was like, this is way out of our budget. So it got it got it got put on the market. It sold, and uh, we had eight months to get out, pretty much, or eight or nine months. Something, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was closer to a year. But um, right away we started looking for other buildings. Well, in communication with my old landlord, he goes he was leasing the building we're in now, uh, which was our original building. There's kind of two parts of the building, and he goes, yeah, they're looking to sell it, and I'm not looking to buy it. So I said, really? So we started that venture and it worked out to where now we are back in the original building but there's two parts of the building and we were originally in the smaller part now we're in the uh the larger part so we're, we're in a 10,000 square foot facility and the other side we kind of rent out and use as a, as a shop so full circle event but that's mm -hmm. uh it's been a crazy ride a good ride but that's where we're at now and now we're just doing doing some workouts yeah whoa <laughs> that was a crazy story. There were so many twists and turns. And I have a question. Are you still tattooing? So it's a question I get rather often from a lot of the members, um, particularly uh, those that are in the market, obviously. Tattoos and CrossFit kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. They really, I, they really do. I actually have. So the guy I was working for at his shop, it was just me and him. He is a, he was by trade a metal fabricator previously. So I had him build our very first rig, which was just two squat rigs and a pull-up bar between each one and connecting those two. 
And from there, he has built our, our rig now, which is huge. It's it, we love our rig. It's a 55 uh, 55 foot long rig, double sided with plexiglass walls, and it's, it's pretty cool. We we kind of made it up ourselves. And he is now actually building uh, a lot of rigs in the area. He does a great job, but he owns the shop and and lets me keep all my stuff there. But I've only tattooed maybe once in the last eight months, and uh, I've got some stuff scheduled, but. Uh, time is not allowed so I haven't done it haven't done it in a while but the, the idea is to get back to doing it every once in a while yeah that's a very interesting transition from coaching to tattooing and then coaching to tattooing but I guess it works different sides of your brain maybe so um but wow what a crazy story you all that's that's insane just with the building and the buying I know other affiliates have maybe not exact same story, but similar, similar stories to just those kind of hurdles and challenges when it comes to buying spaces or renting or the leases and the landlord. So I, I you're not alone. You're not alone in that. Um, but and I'm also kind of curious, how, how did you come to have three locations How and, and have two in Florida and one yeah. in Ohio? How in the world did that happen? Funny story. Well, so, um, we saw, a. a, a a good amount of growth in the first two and a half, three years that we were open, and and uh, we we had some good systems in place, but um, definitely was a uh, premature decision to open some some gyms. I had a I had a, you know I'm from Ohio, so it's kind of my hometown ish, very close to where I grew up, and it's a booming town. It's a very small town, and I knew that there was a lot of ability to grow there. So I had been looking there. My brother is, is also into CrossFit, and all, all my family is mostly. And um, he was going to run and manage it. He was going to be my my GM. Well, that we couldn't find a space that was good for that. So we actually spent about an extra year finding a space, and then something landed in our lap. Prior to that, I was like, all right, well, I can't find anything up in Ohio. Let's. I had some some coaches here that wanted to operate a, a location, so we were looking down here. Well, I found a location here that I thought would be good. And uh, we had decided that we were gonna move forward with that. And right when we decided that, this available building opened up and we it was like jump on it or don't. It's like simultaneous. So we actually opened two locations within 30 days of each other as like, a, like an opening date. So that was really crazy. <laughs> and uh, very, very humbling experience. Definitely, like I said, premature. We, we learned thought, a lot of lessons. Yeah, we th thought we knew more than we did, obviously. Um, Can you guys share some of those maybe top lessons you did learn? So <laughs> definitely need a definitely need a head GM at each location, one specific person that you know is going to lead and develop that culture. That is like the number one thing. The other thing that I highly recommend is owning the facility that you're operating out of. So we own the facility up in Ohio. Um, and the one one of the locations down here, the other facility we do not, but it controls a lot of variables, the, the variables, the unexpected from the landlords, and also, you know, you're you're developing an asset there, so it's it's a great business venture, but also the security there, the financial security, it's it's typically, from what I've seen, way more uh, uh, financially savvy to do it that way. It's it's just less expensive. You know, you're paying the mortgage. You're you're paying the mortgage to yourself. You're paying the 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 leases to yourself, but it's also um, half the cost of what you might be renting for. So that really helped the overhead and helped us be successful up in Sunbury. If we didn't have that, I might have closed the gym. Um, but anyway, we went through 
some managerial issues. I had, uh, I think it was what, four months in our GM up in Ohio, which was not my brother. It was a, a, another gentleman that I had known for, for a while who had been big in a CrossFit um, quit. Yeah. So I was what, seven, wow. seven months pregnant, six months pregnant, something like that. And I, I was up there and he's, I saw him walk out the door and 20 minutes later, I got an email from him putting in his two weeks notice. And I was <gasps> like, I just saw you. <laughs> what happened? I'm like emotional and crying. And oh my Tony, goodness. Tony spent a month. Uh, he had to basically move up to Ohio for a month to kind of get that back on, on track. And then we had um, a godsend situation. One of our um, members who was an intern at the time um, agreed to move up to Ohio and take over the position and manage it. And she has been like the most perfect situation that could have ever come out of that. Um, she's amazing. So um, yeah, shout out, shout out to Amy Tomlinson, who's yeah. running our Berg Sunbury location. She's, she's awesome. awesome. She's, uh, she's completely turned around that gym. Um, she's a huge resource for our entire team. And, uh, and that, that gym is, it's an awesome location. It's a small location. It's 3000 square feet with about, 2500 square feet maybe 2300 square feet of usable floor space um but it's a it's a really cool community up there and, and she runs and operates that and uh, so that was kind of what happened at, at that location in the florida location semi-similar situation the two gentlemen that were running it great guys just weren't quite working out and and, and a lot of this is my fault you know um as a, as a gym owner i didn't set them up for success as much as i should have or could have and i've learned that the hard way um so we were, we were spread a little thin and we didn't have our systems in place as well as we thought we did yeah and i still communicate with both these guys they are still good friends of mine um one one of which is um both of which are, are still in the crossfit community and uh anyway it, it ended up i i needed i needed another face to that gym and someone that was a, a different a, a little change up so I ended up having my my head coaches at the St. Pete location, downtown St. Pete location, run the the North location kind of universally, kind of both ways. So they'd run shifts split off from each gym, um, which again didn't bring that face to the to the location. So I ended up taking one of the uh, I knew one of my assistant co or part time coaches who had a full time job was really interested in running a gym. So I talked to him about it and I said, "Would you like to partner up in this location?" Um, and he said, "Yeah." So He's been on there for a year and a half, maybe going on something like that, maybe a little bit longer than that. And he's done phenomenal things there as well. We've actually moved to, to add a little bit more of a headache, but a good headache was we moved both our Florida locations within the, the like two months of each other to their locations that they're at now, which are, that's it. We're not, we're trying we're not, not to move anywhere again. again. Guys, I'm stressed out oh. listening to your story. <laughs> But it's all it's all worked out very well in the long run. I think we're on we're on an extreme, extremely high upswing right now, uh, aside from COVID. Um, but oh yeah, that that little thing that happened, it's fine. Yeah, a few little minor hiccups. Even still, it's been great reopening. Um, the response from the community has been really strong and and needing and wanting to be healthier, and that was what we were hoping for, and that's what we've seen. So it's been it's been really good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Has it been a challenge? I'm curious with COVID uh, specifically to try and figure out the different guidelines between states 
with the different gyms or have you let your manager up in Ohio manage most of that and kind of say like, oh, this is reopening guidelines up here and then you guys have taken it up down she in does. Florida? She, she takes care of most of that. She's really on top of that. Um, it was interesting, the transition when we were going from virtual to in-person again, because, um, you know, like Florida was allowed to come back earlier than, you know, like a week or two before Ohio was. So we still had, you know, some classes going virtually while some people were in-person and, you know, cause our, our staff shared the responsibilities for like the virtual classes. So it was kind of nice. Our members in Ohio got to meet our coaches in Florida and vice versa. Um, so they got a lot of variety there, but that was really the only difference was the, the transitions between when we were allowed to be open and the amount of people who could be in at locations like the, like more of the, the back end, um, like logging into classes type thing, like, you know, class limitations and stuff like that. But mostly it's been there was a lot of legit, I mean, logistical no no one's gone through this right so <laughs> let's figure it out and and there was a lot of collaboration between ourselves and and some other gyms and and some mentors that we use and uh and we were prepared for 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 a lot of the scenarios so we felt relatively comfortable for the protocols moving forward now there's still hiccups here and there but i, I don't think there's anything that we hopefully can't handle you know so far yeah um yeah I mean, a lot has been thrown at you that you've been able to handle and just on the, just on your toes, basically. So I think you guys are going to be okay. But, and so the response, the response from members has been pretty good in coming back and people have been eager and. Yeah, there's been a ton of people that are super eager. Some are still a little bit on the, some are not comfortable coming back. So they've been, we still offer some programming for home workouts that they can do. Um, and, uh, it's that's okay. They we have a, a hold policy that they're able to abide by and, and follow, and that way they're not um, feeling pressure to jump back into the game before they're ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's I'm always curious to hear what affiliates are doing, how they're responding to reopening, and all that. So very interesting with your guys' three locations. I'm sure just probably learning from each other and learning what works at one and what works at another. So, um, but yeah, crazy crazy story you all that's insane but it's really incredible too it's it's neat to hear how you've grown and and i know i was talking to you all a little bit before we got started with the recording of this episode just popping around your website you all have a lot of different offerings and a fabulous website if you guys want to see a good website go check out their website um yes you're welcome but i know you had uh bergfit and bergfuel and a bergfit was uh it's not like hmm, 60 minute class kind of maybe more like boot camp style a little bit. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. And then Berg Fuel sounds like it's a nutrition program. Um, curious if you guys could just speak on a little bit, those two programs, why you have those offerings, maybe uh, what you found to be successful in those two programs specifically. So I'll touch base on the on the actual class portion and Jen can talk about Berg Fuel. So we offer, we offer CrossFit classes and we offer BergFit classes and they're both CrossFit methodology. Just one is utilizing the barbell and one is not. So CrossFit is utilizing a, a warm up, a skill work, um, a workout, and a cool down. And the other is that's a 60 minute class. We've actually shortened BergFit to be a little bit more effective and efficient for the schedules for those that kind of fit in that category. And it's a 45 minute class. You come in and we get a warm up, we get a workout in, and then we do a cool down. And the workout could be one real long workout, um, or it could be two to three parts of that workout with rest in between. So it's it is a little bit more hit style, but a lot of times it's it's still CrossFit methodology. 
um, high intensity, constantly varied functional movements, and still utilizing dumbbells and kettlebells as weight items, um, but mostly body weight gymnastics things that, that people can come in and get a really good sweat. And a lot of times, um, we tell people it's not not necessarily an easier class. Sometimes it's harder than CrossFit, but it's 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 a lot of fun. So you can kind of cater to what your your needs are within the week or within that day. And then Bird Fuel is all her. So yeah, so um, Bird Fuel Nutrition has um, I guess transpired over many years that we've been open. Um, just came out of the need of you know our members wanting to get as healthy as they can and. Um, we have evolved quite a bit over the years and you know our platforms and methods and you know spreadsheets to different apps and yada 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 but um we have two full or one full-time uh, nutrition coach down here and one part-time nutrition coach and we have one in ohio as well um but we work under healthy steps nutrition um as our program uh, to oversee our program for that. But um, we really just, you know, want to help our members and local community, um, you know, find an approachable and sustainable way of life. Um, we're not a restrictive nutrition program. We want to make sure that for our members who are exercising, we're teaching them how to fuel properly, recover properly, and live a balanced life. And, um, you know, for our our uh, clients who are just in the community, not necessarily members of the gym, same thing. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of, you know, the fad diets come and go and trying to sift through the noise and figure out, you know, what's something that is applicable to everybody's busy, crazy, chaotic lives. Um, so yeah, our nutrition coach down here, Sarah, um, I always say if there's two people in this world I could clone, it would be Sarah um, Averin. I always want to call her so maiden name but Sarah Averin and um Amy Tomlinson our manager up in Ohio they're just they're just freaking awesome they're very good at their jobs so mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome and I, well and I love seeing when gyms have full nutrition programs and I know Nicole from HSN and that's an awesome program that a lot of a lot of gyms are using so but I just love it when there, there's that option because it's so important and I think cool. as an industry like we're finally getting that. People are finally understanding that. We're finally talking about nutrition a lot more, which is really nice um, and really beneficial for the community because that's where change happens is with nutrition. So I love that. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, thanks for talking about those different programs. I just thought they were neat. And I love when uh, gyms have multiple programs and, you know, they're like, well, we're, we're doing, you know, not, not, they don't have 20, but, you know, we're doing a handful to serve different populations. And I'm, it sounds like, because you said you have uh, members in the community with Berg Fuel, it sounds yeah. like, who may not come to the gym, which is awesome. And then Berg Fit, I'm sure, is that service other members who don't do CrossFit? Yep. We have yeah. a lot of members who do CrossFit and BergFit. We have a lot of people who just stick with one or the other. Yeah, and the other side of the coin that really isn't publicized on our website, which we're developing now uh, on that on our website, is our our individual design and our personal training. Because there's so many people that we know. You know, obviously there's a foundation structure for coming into the gym and doing the group classes, but some people need that continual attention to make sure that they're staying on it and hitting their goals. And nutrition obviously coincides with that. Um, our GM, uh, my business partner at, at North, Jason, he's, he's done an amazing job with that. He's really turned people around and shown them that they can do so much more than they realized they could. So that's kind of where that, that has really pushed us in, in a, in a big focus there because people are now 
obviously group training is 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 so great but there's um there's so many pros to that the community being one of those but there's also that specificity that everyone needs whether they want to admit it or not as you dive in deeper they realize that there's stuff that they're they're they may not need to ever do this or do that but they need to focus on this other area or they or maybe they want to get something specific that um, the group classes aren't as focused in so we've seen amazing results there and really really that transpires into them being a better individual overall they're just happier so that's that's really one of our biggest goals is making sure people fit where they need to go mm-hmm. yeah and i like having all those different offerings uh so those people can find that fit at at berg you know and they don't have to go elsewhere to find that fit and i mean i think if there's anything that we've learned from covid is that there's a lot of options out there and people really want to be at your gym and if you just simply give them the avenue, which whether it's individual programming or BergFit or virtual fitness, like they'll stay because they like you. <laughs> they like your coaches. So yeah, no, that's really cool. That's neat to hear you guys are developing that and continuing to grow and evolve. Um, and, and speaking of different offerings, so the way I got connected with Berg was actually we came across a... Uh, a seminar, I think it is a seminar or workshop this uh, this coming weekend. Actually, it's happening on June 27th. Um, it's called Your Lady Bits Matter, and it's in partnership with um, Berg's Pelvic Floor Therapist. And I was just kind of curious, you guys, who could share a little bit more about that that partnership, um, what the heck that seminar is about. You, it's about what you think it's about. Um, yeah. But just kind of even talking about the benefit of having those kind of unique partnerships. I mean, pelvic floor therapists how many gyms partner with someone like that yeah um so dr kaylee semmerman she is the pelvic excuse me pelvic floor therapist um she rents some space um out of our gym and she is very um what's the right term savvy or um i don't know what I'm trying to say. She's, she's, she knows she's how to, she knows how to advertise. Yeah, she's 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 honest about <laughs> she's, the situation yeah. that, that a lot she's of people. She's great feel. about marketing. Yes, yeah, yes, so. and you know that appeals to people because that's the kind of stuff that girlfriends are talking to each other about that they you know may not be comfortable telling you know other people about or their coaches or you know whoever. It's it's the kind of stuff that that you know internally you want to fix, um, but you may not be super comfortable. So she's kind of done a really good job of making it normal you know like normalizing it um and i really like that about her and so um the lady bits matters um is really just a a seminar to help females um kind of fix the issues that they're having you know uh peeing when you doing box jumps or double unders or heavy lifting like all that kind of stuff um happens and you know there's a there's a lot of stigmas that are around it there's a lot of uncomfortableness with that and so she's trying to help people see that there is a way to fix that and you know through specific exercises and routines um so she's helping a lot of people in our community and um a lot of people within our gym as well so it's it's been a really good partnership so far covid has thrown a wrench in obviously lots of things for everybody um so this is a way for her to continue to expand her reach within our community um, and help more people because, you know, everybody wants to be able to do double unders, myself included, without having to run to the bathroom after, you know, having kids or not having kids or whatever the case may be. So um, we're pretty excited about it. And I think our members are too. And she's doing virtual. And I think she was 
planning on doing an in-person, but I think it's going to be all virtual now just because of recent restrictions. Well, there's a lot of people that want to come to it and there's certain restrictions she has right. to abide by, so she's doing it virtual. Yeah, she works with a lot yeah. of um, pregnant women as well, so it's, you know, keeping everybody's health top priority. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just so creative. I love that. Was that something that just kind of naturally developed that partnership and her renting office space? Did she like reach out to you all? How'd you even come to, I don't know, connect with her? So there was a connection with her and, and one of our uh, uh, coaches, I believe, was it through Olivia, I think. Mm -hmm. And and then from there, the relationship is had continued and, and we had office space and we moved over here and, and uh, we kind of reached out to her and talked a little bit about it. And then uh, we have her and another lady named Tanya that, that's a, a physical therapist that work out of that office. They share it. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a, we had acquaintance prior to and, and her interest in working with people that have this situation are very common in the, in the fitness space. So um, or just pregnancies and fitness. So she, it was just a good fit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say she had another seminar um, during COVID that was a, a zoom talk and it was called life without leaks. So this isn't the first, <laughs> her first foray. Into That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Well, and hopefully that shows to our listeners that you can get creative with your partnerships. Like I think sometimes people automatically think, oh yeah, physical therapist or massage therapist, but like, no, there are other people like pelvic floor therapists. Like they can, you, that partnership can benefit both of you. I think it maybe takes a little creativity. Um, and knowing the right person, of course, but I love that. I just think that's really cool. So thank you for sharing on that. Um, yeah, you all, and, and Jen and Tony, just kind of starting to wrap things up. Uh, you've, you've been through a lot as owners of your businesses. Uh, and I'm just kind of curious, you know, if you had to each share one piece of advice with other affiliates out there with our, with our listeners who own, you know, similar gyms, what would you what would you tell them? What what advice would you give from all everything you've learned? Um, what would you like to share? Do you have something? I don't know. This might be yours as well, but um, I think we've learned a lot, a lot of a lot of lessons in the years that we've been open. Um, I think this year has definitely been the most trying with our move and you know we've we've had a a large competition that we've had to reschedule three times because of the move and covid and everything um and then covid and then you know the whole crossfit debacle now um the one thing that we have learned and are trying to continue to get better at is to be true to ourselves and not allow the um wide influence you know we've your email is always going to be ticking. We always, you know, there's somebody's always going to be emailing you. Somebody's always going to be texting you. Somebody's always going to have an opinion, and we can't, um, we can't appease everyone with every single decision we make. So I think knowing who we are, you know, and staying true to that, and not allowing the noise to sway us in one direction or another, um, has been a lesson I think that has, you know, rang true a lot this year for us. Um, Tony's much better at it than I am. I'm, I'm the one, he, he doesn't get on social media very often. Um, so I'm, I'm normally the one who's like, oh my God, did you see this? Oh my God, what are we gonna do? Mm -hmm. And he's like, Jen, it's gonna be okay. Just let's think this through. Um, you know, not sending out rapid response emails 
it, you know, as soon as something comes up, I'm like, I just got to send out this email real quick. And he's like, no, we need to sleep on this. We need to think about it. Um, so that that's it's really good. Fun. You guys have a balance. That's good. You help each other out. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of have three three little things that I've, I've tried to kind of keep in the back of my mind all the time that that I learned over the process is that no matter what happens within any of the gyms, whether it's my fault or you know quote unquote, you know my fault or Jen's fault, it is always our fault as owners. So no matter what happens in the evolution of the gym, we are responsible. Um, so keeping that in mind and it helps helps to rationalize like where you're going and, and, take, and, and taking taking responsibility basically taking taking the responsibility on, on your own um, and then you know connecting that to, to Jen of being like you know you, you don't have to let every, all the all the noise on the outside determine what you're going to do um, but the second part to that is action the one of the, the best things that I've tried to do and, and implement is is action sometimes uh, opening you know, for instance, opening two gyms at the same time, pretty <laughs> a little earlier than than he should have. It, it was it was action though, and it's turned into a a, a great thing um, out of that. So, actually doing something, not just talking about it, and then obviously prepare yourself before you do things. But imperfect action, action is yeah, better than no action at all. Exactly. And then the last thing is is utilizing um, some sort of mentor, whether it's someone that you just know or an actual mentor program. Um, because you just don't know what you don't know and and that's a very true statement that i've I've learned over the years there's certain things that you think you know um certain setups that may be correct maybe not but sometimes it's, you just need it sometimes you just need reassurance from someone that's already done it and that can that can set you with confidence and that confidence translates into uh the right decisions so those kind of those three things yeah no that's awesome you guys that's good at I love that. The imperfect action is better than no action at all. That's really good. I think that's a really good thought. So, no, and it sounds like you guys have learned a lot. Hopefully, our listeners have learned a lot by listening to your 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 journey. I, that's the best word for it, journey. <laughs> so many twists and turns. Um, but it is really neat to see that despite those challenges and obstacles you all have had to overcome, you have overcome. And it, you've you've. It sounds like you've built a really awesome team who can help you and some really awesome programs and really an awesome brand. Um, your brand, Berg, the Berg CrossFit brand, I mean, I can tell that it is its its, its thing. So I think that's really cool. Um, kind of what you said, Jen, like, know who you are. Stick to stick to you and be true to you. So stick, be Berg. <laughs> that's who you guys are. So. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, hey, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for taking the time to just share um, and just open up to our listeners. And hopefully hopefully they'll take away a golden nugget and they'll apply it and they'll be able to grow their own gym. So thank you for being here today. Thank you yeah, for thank having you. us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.